What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you for joining us on the podcast. I also want to thank y'all for uh, subscribing you know, to the podcast since the last time we had uploaded an episode. Um, I hope you guys had a great uh, Christmas holiday. Those of you who do celebrate the Christmas holiday, um, you know, we were with the kids and the family and they had a wedding um, in the family as well. So all of that was cool. But, you know, now we here, we back to work. We're about to get, you know, going into 2021. Um, we definitely have a lot of um, um, great plans uh, for content uh, coming over here. So you guys definitely be on the lookout. But today we got to talk about something that kind of, you know, bothered me about the Justice Department today. Now, the Justice Department announced that it would not bring federal criminal charges against two Cleveland race soldiers in the 2014 killing of 12-year-old Tamir Rice, saying the video of the shooting was too poor a quality for prosecutors to conclusively establish what had happened. Y'all, did y'all hear that BS? Did y'all hear that? Black folks get convicted off of a word of somebody. They get convicted off of one white woman saying he did this. Oh, he did that. No video at all. They don't say, hey, you know, well, we can't just go off of their word. One person's word. You hear me? One Mzungu word has gotten black folks the death penalty, has gotten black folks locked up for life. But you mean to tell me that this child that was gunned down in less than 10 seconds, I think at one point, whatever seconds it was, was horrible, was horrible. Now they say in closing the case, the department brought to an end, a long running investigation to high profile shooting to help galvanize and say the black lives matter movement. And that became part of the national dialogue about police use of force against black people. Now this happened in 2014. Who was the president in 2014, ladies and gentlemen? Who was it? Guess what? Who it was? It was Barack Hussein Obama. That who was the president at the time. Understand? So why is it that Barack Obama's Justice Department didn't do anything quickly about this case? For years, nothing happened. Nothing happened for years. This was the longest investigation. And let me tell you something. Eric Holder, a black man, was the attorney general. We had a so-called black president, a so-called black attorney general, and nothing happened since 2014. We are in 2020 and Trump's DOJ led by uh, William Barr said, well, the, 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 the video is just not good enough. Mind you, you have the 911 call with a guy calling in. Mind you how quick they, they killed the child. But you know, well, the, the video isn't good enough. Oh, boy, I tell you, brothers and sisters. So it said decision revealed in a lengthy statement on Tuesday does not condone the officer's action, but rather says the evidence was not enough to support a federal criminal civil rights prosecution. Black folks 
cannot get no justice in America, black people. You understand? Let's let's have that conversation. Black folks is always going to be denied justice because these people, based on their history and based on how they treat us daily, they have a hatred for us. And you are silly and asinine to think otherwise. Now, I know some of you that's looking for that Mzungu validation. I know some of you that, you know, shucking and jiving on your your Jesse Lee Peterson tip. You know, you think they're the greatest thing in the world. You love everything about them. I mean, you want to kiss their feet and kiss the ring. You can think they don't do no wrong, but yet they keep on murdering black children. Now, this happened November 22nd in 2014. Tamir Rice was playing outside by himself with a pellet gun in Cleveland. And he was shot and killed by Timothy Lohman within seconds. And then his partner, Officer Frank Garnback, arrived at the scene after that. Okay? Now... You have to keep get that realization. And my thing is this. This system is too wicked. This system is too corrupt. It's too evil to give justice to black people. You have to understand the foundation of America was built on anti-black hatred, anti-black racism. Anything anti-black, that's in the foundation of America. They, they don't have anti-Hispanic. It's not anti-Asian. Uh, uh, it's not anti-Arab. It was none of that put in the foundation of America, but us as anti-black. How is it you going to talk about you want justice in a system that don't even value your life as a human being? You are in the streets talking about Black Lives Matter. You telling basically uh, Mazungus that your life matters. That's who you're telling that to. Are you telling that to the world? But if our life truly mattered, then we would move a little bit different than what we do. But you want a system that was built by this Mzungu to protect him from you and never to give you no justice. Do you realize the only way you have gotten justice in this country? Just read, just research the history, how you gotten justice in this country. Black folks always got to turn up. We didn't get justice from, from the, the, uh, the, the ballot. We didn't do that. You know, you have all the uh, people out here that's militant about voting. We never got justice through that. Black folks have gotten justice on the plantations by slave revolts. Black folks gotten justice by turning up in the streets, you know, during history. Okay. But then we then we do, we have seen decades and decades of that, and that really never changed much of anything either for us as black people. So what are we doing here in America? That's why I always ask black people this question. And it's my job to make you think you can get mad at me. You can argue. You can say what you don't want to do. We're not going to do. I don't really care because at the end of the day, I'm responsible for myself and my personal family. I don't want to see certain things happen to my brothers and sisters here, but at the end of the day, I can just put all my faith and trust in the Mzungu that I report on daily and look into him for my daily bread. Like a lot of you looking to him for to hate your guts 
You're looking to him to treat you right, to feed you right, to medicate you right. And he's shown you forever that he's not going to do that. You're looking to him to educate you. Then you got black folks that's big on diversity and inclusion and begging them to, to get involved in, 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 in their stuff. When they have shown us time and time and time and time again that they don't want us involved in their stuff. And when we do get involved, they try to treat us less than. You see the most ignorant, uneducated Mazungu getting positions over you and you got education all through them. You know more than them. Matter of fact, you come through there, you train a uneducated Mazungu and they end up being your supervisor in six months. And you sitting up there pissed off having to swallow that and take orders from a Mazungu that didn't know anything. You trained them. You gave them all your knowledge and everything. And now they're telling you what to do. As, telling you about what time you coming in from your lunch break. You've been there 20 years, trained him in six months. He got your, he got a job that belongs to you. That's humiliation. I'm going to repeat that again. That's humiliation. And a lot of black folks are dealing with humiliation on these jobs all the time. This system is not meant for you. It's not meant for me. The only thing we can do, if anything in here is to create our own stuff, control and ownership. But we don't, but we're not promoting control and ownership as the key. Now, Dr. Claude Anderson promoted that. Um, Dr. Francis Chris Welsing will promote that. The Nation of Islam will promote that. Anybody with sense will understand you got to do for yourself. You got to control and ownership. Because if you, if we had, think about it, if we actually control our communities, if we collectively got our money together, bought land, and it's a lot of land in the U.S. you could buy right bought land build up over there put everything that we need schools hair salons um we could build our own fire department we can build our own hospitals we can build our own grocery stores we can do all that on our own but in america you know when people talk about oh we we, we need to be separated from all the other uh black people from the, the rest of the world we are our own people and yes we are but the fact is we're so divided even in doing that you understand black folks got the money for a whole lot of things, but we don't put our money to it. That's how we would actually be self-sufficient in America. But then even if you try, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm not, but even when you do that, right, you, you, number one, you got white supremacists within the community. And when I mean talking about white supremacy within the community, we got black folks that's on team white supremacy. That's trying to destroy progress from within first. I always tell people you can't fight white supremacy until you destroy white supremacy within the black community first. I mean, because the whole time you're trying to fight white supremacy from on the outside, you having black folks inside uh, the community that's sitting up here trying to destroy progress, trying to report everything to massa about our movements, trying to sow doubt, trying to sow confusion, trying to keep people fighting against each other. Because if you can do get people fight against each other, then they going to not have any kind of progress. And then they doing a great job for white supremacy. They getting their little jobs. Cause you know, they boule, they want their jobs. Then you got the low hanging fruit, black folk that's against progress. You know, when I say low hanging fruit, you know, you Pookie and Ray Ray's and, and all the, the other uh, uh, hood rats and all that. You know, that's, that's what I call low hanging fruit in our community. I know some of you like to defend the low hanging fruit. Go ahead and deal with them. I don't care because we cannot progress with those people until they reform themselves to get on a level of progression. Understand? And every group got low hanging fruit. Another thing that when I talk about destroying progress, 
You got black folks. That's the biggest propagandist for the Mazungus. They, they talk like they the greatest people walking the face of the earth, that they don't do no wrong, that, oh, if you date them, they the best thing ever. If you marry them, they're the best thing ever. And, oh, they got money. And, oh, they got power. And, oh, they got this. They don't got no power uh, any more than anybody else. And the only reason they, they still got power in this country because black folks help them maintain it. I'm going to repeat that again. The reason why they continue to have power is because black folks help them maintain it. You have helped them from the beginning and all the way up to now maintain the power that they have in this white supremacist system. If you didn't participate in white supremacy, if you didn't sit up here and help them continue to do what they're doing, they wouldn't be in the position they're in now. Other groups, they participate so they can get access to certain things. They don't actively participate in their own oppression. And we do that as black folk. Give an example. Black folk had a campaign, say buy black, um, bank black. Black folks getting on board. Yeah, 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 man, we need to bank black. Here come black folks saying, well, you know, don't you think maybe that's kind of racist? What the hell? Why would you even say that? Why, why is it that when black folks tell you, put your money in the black bank, support your own communities, you come up with some crap like that? That's what I'm talking about. You rather put your bank, your money in the, in a Mzungu owned bank, a group of people that would not even give you a business loan, give you hell to get a home loan. They give you a car loan because they can just rip your car from you and it is what it is. But they, but they would do all that to you. Like they constantly do to you, but you'll sit up there and say, I don't know about going over there to the back uh, black bank. I don't know about that. But yeah, you don't get nothing from the Mazungu bank either. That's, that's one of the examples that I'm talking about. See, we don't have a protection for our children to go through things like Tamir Rice working from, for white supremacy within the community, Barack Obama, Barack Obama and his justice department led by Eric Holder could have made an example out of those cops. And the country would have been behind it at the time period. Okay. He would have got, they would have got a civil rights conviction on that. And you wait, all you kicked the can, Obama kicked the can, uh, uh, Loretta Lynch came in, kicked the can to, to Trump's justice department. Jeff Sessions didn't do anything. And almost on the way out, I mean, this is ridiculous. Almost on the way out of Trump. Now you're going to come up here and say, well, the, the uh, uh, video wasn't, wasn't good enough. So let me continue the story. So they said to bring a federal civil rights charges in cases like these, just part must prove that the officer's actions willfully broke the law rather than being the result of a mistake, negligence, or bad judgment. Um, Rolling up on somebody, just shooting them dead, that's willfully breaking the law. Is that legal just to roll up on somebody and shooting them dead? Now, say it's been consistently tough burden for federal prosecutors to meet across both Democratic and Republican administrations with the Justice Department declining criminal charges against police officers and other high profile cases in recent years, including the death of Eric Garner and Michael Brown. So they say in this case, the Justice Department said poor quality video surveillance um, recorded in the area where the shooting took place prevented prosecutors from being able to conclusively determine whether Rice was or not reaching for his toy gun just prior to being shot. I mean, this is, this is these people being on code. You understand? And you got black folk that's on code with white supremacy too. 
you know, the Roly Poly Martins and uh, the Joy Reeds and all them other ones. You understand what I'm saying? So they say the two race soldiers who were investigated told authorities soon after the shooting that Rice was reaching for his toy weapon prior uh, to being shot and was given multiple commands to show his hands. That is a freaking lie. You shot him as soon as you pulled up. Oh, these people are devils. These people are devils. Seriously. I mean, they, these people will kill a black child and go home and eat a pork sandwich. And, don't, and sleep very good at night. Like I say, the devils. But it said the video's review by federal prosecutors makes the sequence of events less clear. The grainy time lapse video, which has no audio, does not show detailed perspective. And they said the camera's view is obstructed by the police patrol car. Prosecutors said. In addition, they said, though the positioning of the boy's arms suggests they were in the vicinity of his waist, his hands are not visible in the video, and it cannot be determined from the video what he was doing. So basically, this is one of those we're not going to prosecute these Mazungus. Um, we just this is the lie that we're coming up with, and um, have a good day. Now they continue to say that uh, the Justice Department says seven use of force experts, three retained by the family, four by local authorities, reviewed the recording with the poor quality of the video on which they relied, and their conflicting opinions added little to the case. It said the experts used by the family said the shooting was unreasonable while the four others said that it was reasonable. Okay. Um, that's the ones that's by, by local authorities, you know, they cover for their own because it, you know, Hey, you, you know, uh, murdering a black child. It's just what it's part of the job. You know, you shouldn't be going to jail for that because remember Joe Biden don't want to end qualified immunity. Just like Trump said, he didn't want to end it either, but y'all, y'all ran y'all wanted to get Donald Trump out of there where you got him out. And, and now what you got, got about nothing. So they said at the time, New York times reported in October, the department had effectively shut down the investigation. Uh, Tuesday, they made it official. Uh, they can't say inconsistent witness statements also, uh, complicated any prosecution and neither person said they, they saw what Rice was doing just before the shooting but you had a caller from 911 called and said what he allegedly was doing and he wasn't doing anything we remember the call you idiots now they say in a statement uh, at the scene to three other law enforcement officers Loman repeatedly and consistently stated that Tamir was reaching for a gun before he, he shot him see it's the thing Okay. If they would come up with a law that says, if you shoot someone unarmed, if you shoot someone with a, a visibly toy gun that you're prosecuted, I guarantee you them cops wouldn't shoot as fast because they're like, dog, I'm not trying to shoot somebody if they're unarmed because I don't want to get prosecuted. Now a grand a state grand jury and refused to indict the race soldier, but he was later fired after his discovery that he was deemed unfit for duty. Um, they say they also, the Justice Department also investigated officers, uh, you know, structured justice and statements and made to other investigators soon after the shooting. Prosecutors concluded that though the statements included some different language, that they generally were consistent. And since there was not enough evidence to prove statements were untrue, there was not enough evidence to prove that the officers sought to mislead investigators uh, or to obstruct a probe into their actions. So, brothers and sisters, it's like this. Um, this is America. 
shout, shout out to um, Childish Gambino when he said, This is America. This is America, folks. This is America. Um, you know, our people call it with three K's. Um, you know, I call it Babylon. You know, the wicked the place called Babylon. And, and this is why, for me, um, you know, you have to make sure you protect yourself in Babylon. But you better have your your you know plan to have somewhere else outside of Babylon to reside. Okay, um, I will never tell black folks or hold black folks back about if they want to go to Babylon. And let me tell you about that. You know, because I'm, I'm covering all my bases. You know, some of you who who against that, some of you really make white supremacy godlike in your responses to it. They're not all knowing. Okay. They don't know everything. They're human beings. I know, I know some, some may tell you to to think that they know everything. They don't. And another thing, they're not omnipresent either. In other words, they're not everywhere at the same time. Trust me on that. There is not enough of them in the world to be everywhere at the same time. It ain't enough black folks in the world. It ain't no group in the world can be at everywhere at the same time. Okay. So we need to stop having this attitude about white supremacy. Like it's omnipresent. Only God is omnipresent, not white supremacy. Okay. And white supremacy's numbers are dwindling. So how could they even be everywhere at the same time? They even, when they do their military, they they have to come over where you at to do you something, okay? Sure, they can probably do something to you with, with some sanctions or whatever. That's that's the way they could touch you in that instance. But self-sufficiency would destroy even sanctions. Think about it. If they, if they try to sanction, like Zimbabwe, it doesn't make sense that they can sanction Zimbabwe. You know why they can sanction Zimbabwe? I'm going to tell you why. They can sanction them because if those 54 countries were together, and they say, "Hey, okay, sanction them. You say you might well sanction the whole continent." I said, "Because we're not trading with none of y'all. If you sanction one country over here, you're not getting a thing out of this continent. Sanction one of them if you want to. See, but that that would take some African unity right there. See, sanctions. The continent of Africa would be the worst place to sanction if they had that kind of policy." He said, we don't want you here. Oh, EU, you going to sanction them too? Oh, no, we're not trading with you. We're not trading anything with you. We don't want you here. We don't want you in your our minds. We don't want you here, period. We're not doing with nothing with you. Stop sanctioning our fellow brother, okay? That's the only reason sanctions work. I told y'all this a long time ago. Black unity will always destroy white supremacy. This is why they don't want you guys together. And just as much as I talk about the white supremacists within the black community themselves working for white supremacy. They got Africans too on that continent working with white supremacy to undermine because they're getting a few little money. They're getting some, some biscuits going on. Okay. That's it. There are places that you won't even see a Mazungu somewhere. So don't be walking around. Like you should have been telling me that the Mazungu is basically omnipresent. Well, you know, they everywhere. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're not everywhere. They're not. They're not. Trust me. When I went to Ethiopia, I didn't even see one of them until I went to um, 
Addis Ababa, and they, and they, I think maybe I've seen two or three of them. That's it. Everybody else is black. When I was in Kenya, I seen a few of them at the hotel, but everybody I saw was black folk. Everybody. These people aren't every single way controlling everything. Uh, even the police are black. The president's black. They call them governors, but they're like, well, they like mayors, but they call them governors. Well, black. I didn't see them everywhere. Now, South Africa, you may see some of them a little bit more because of, you know, they they're apartheid, but they the minority there too. So what I'm saying is these people are omnipresent. You can go places in the world where these people aren't even located or even in the majority like that. And even in this country, they're not going to be the majority. Even Joe Biden talked about the gloom and doom of that. He said by 2040, oh my God, it's going it's to be gloom and doom because white people going to be in the minority. I mean, Joe Biden said that. He told you. Basically, he, what he's saying is about 20 years, they're they going to be in the minority, according to Joe Biden. Jim Crow Joe. So these people aren't omnipresent. These people are in every black neighborhood here. There's certain places we can go in America, you may not even see them. So, I mean, in my neighborhood growing up, I didn't see them people. Unless, unless one of the race soldiers came around. Other than that, I didn't see them. I really didn't. Now, you know, they want to go buy some drugs and some, some of them will come out there here and there with the local drug dealer. But that's not, I mean, it's a lot of black folks in America just don't even have no dealings with them. So these people aren't omnipresent. They're not. Now, you living in this country, of course, there's more of them here. You know, they in control of all the systems here. They can affect you more. But you go other places, they're not like that. So st stop trying to, I'm a firm believer, like I said, stop trying to hold black people back. Just because you scared to do something. I ain't scared to do nothing. Uh oh, do you have a passport? Do you? What countries have you been to? Uh, I'm just saying. Stop holding black people back. You know, I, mean, I, I, I hate when black people do. They want to hold black people back. They want to try a new state. Oh, I don't know about why you want to move over there. Because they want to. Well, I'm going to go over here and work this kind of job. Well, are you sure about that? Why are you so scary? We need to try different things as black folk. What we're doing ain't working. We're too spread out all over the place in this country. We're way too spread out. We spread out too thin. If, we, if you really wanted to stay in America and do something here in America, you would bring your power base back to the South and do the reverse great migration like the Mazungus are doing now. They're running out of California. They're running out of New York, running to Florida, running to Texas. I mean, that, that's a two place they flooding right now. And they're going to leave you behind and you look at why the place got so bad? I don't understand what happened when I told y'all two or three years ago, get out of California. There ain't a place for black folk. That place is done for black people. Man, Compton ain't black no more like it used to be. South Central ain't black no more like it used to be. Man, all that stuff is done. But you know, you can hold on. What I'm saying, these people policy in California, they flood everybody across that border they can. And now, and now look at what happened with the Kamala seat. Look what happened. It didn't go to a black person, did it? And then they say they 40% of California's population. You only do what, 6%? You think they go, you go have any political clout listening to you? Maxine Waters days a number in that state. I promise you that. Unless, she, unless she's a lackey for them. What I'm saying is, what happened to Tamir Rice and the injustice of Tamir Rice 
falls on Barack Obama, falls on Eric Holder, because they could have done something about this. And they kicked the can down the road to, to the Trump administration. Think about this. this happened in 2014. They could have took care of that within a year to get a prosecution going. And they did not do that. Barack Obama was so worried about offending white folk. And he didn't protect the people that got out there and canvassed for him. The people that voted for him in record numbers. So much so that these Republicans wanted voter ID laws. Because so many black people came out to vote for Barack Obama the first time. And he didn't do right by black folk at all. He didn't punish the race soldiers like that. And this is most or more remnants from the Obama administration. Barack Obama failed Tamir Rice. Bottom line. That's who I fault. Eric Holder failed Tamir Rice. That's the two people I fault with this. We already know the Trump administration is not going to do anything to get justice to black folk. But this was on the black president and the black attorney general. And they didn't get it done. And, and I always ask people like, why you loved Obama so much? I'm just trying to figure it out because I don't see anything that we should be loving him for. I don't see it. I don't see it. He has a point done one thing for black folk. Like I said, yeah, man, Obama did that. No, he didn't. He did something for the Hispanic community. He did something for the alphabet community. He even on his way out did something for the Jewish community. But when it comes to black folk, Pakistanis, yeah, he gave them money too on his way out. Um, Look that up on his way out. But when it comes to black folk, didn't do nothing for us for eight years. And this is more evidence as to why I'm not a fan of Barack Obama. And, you know, I feel for the family of Tamir Rice losing their brother like that. Race soldiers didn't go to jail. But remember, Barack Obama's former vice president, now about to be president, say he don't want to end qualified immunity. So what happened to Tamir Rice can keep going on. Because remember, Jim Crow Joe was in office when this happened as well. Thank you for listening to the Philo Scott audio experience. I hope you learned something from our program. Make sure if it's your first time here, go and check out all the episodes that we have. Start binge listening. That way you can get acclimated to everything that we're talking about. If you like our show and we would greatly appreciate you liking the show, support us monthly. You can do it as little as a dollar or more support of the show helps us to keep going helps us to change, upgrade, buy equipment. You know, eventually we're going to start bringing guests in and we want to make sure we put on a great show for you guys. So support is definitely something that we greatly appreciate. We definitely appreciate all our supporters that we have now. We love you. We cherish you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. See you next time.